Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show. We'll go straight to the drive, Hubler.com hotline, and bring on iconic news broadcaster, host of The Factor, best-selling author from BillOReilly.com. It's Bill O'Reilly. Merry Christmas, Bill. How are you? I'm the same, which is tragic for everyone. I hope you guys are... uh... Enjoying the season out there in Indiana. The last time we talked to you, I think it was before the midterms, your book had either, it was going to be released or it had just been released, Killing the Legends, the Lethal Danger of Celebrity, great Christmas gift. How has the book been doing since the release and what's been the response? Well, we just got numbers today from Barnes & Noble and uh, we came out September 27th. So, you know, it's been out for a while. And uh, it's the fourth best-selling regular book. You know, we're not talking about bad dad jokes or anything like that. But the fourth (laughs) regular uh, book on Barnes & Noble. And uh, very strong. And this is what impressed me the most about Killing the Legends. This is the 12th Killing book. And, you know, you heard the 12 Days of Christmas song and all that. You know that, right? Okay, well... Um, you don't want swans running around the house. I mean, that <laughs> no. that's not going to do you any good. Lords leaping in the driveway. I'm not sure about that. So 12 Days of Christmas, got 12 killing books. But Killing the Legends on Amazon, people who buy the book there, they can write reviews. And this is the highest rated of all 12 killing books on Amazon. 92% excellent. And I think Jesus is a little teed off about that. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, from, from those books, and, and we've got so much to ground to cover today. Those, the, the, the killing the legends. Uh, Hammer and I always talk about who Biden surrounds himself with in the White House, who's really in charge. And I don't know if you can draw any direct parallels, but the the, the people that you cover in their book, whether it be Elvis or Muhammad Ali or John Lennon, they surrounded themselves with some pretty bad people, which was one of the contributions to their demise ultimately absolutely they were betrayed all three of them um and they uh forfeited their autonomously they voluntarily gave up their lives uh to other people which is just horrifying now when you mention biden this is that's an interesting question uh i believe that both biden and trump have been crushed by their celebrity Hmm. not destroyed yet but crushed But Joe Biden is lucky to have Jill Biden. Okay, he's lucky to have her. Because without her, I mean, he'd be wandering around the streets of D.C., you know, asking people uh, where the metro is. I mean, she basically, and you can see it, even at the press conferences, she's right there. Uh, You never saw Melania Trump anywhere near a press conference. Okay, but right at his elbow. And he just looks to her for reassurance, for guidance, which way do I go? And she whispers in his ear. So he is lucky to have her. Um, But my thesis is that Biden sold out all his principles for power. And that Trump is addicted to 
fame, addicted to celebrity, and this causes him to make unforced errors that hurt him. So it's all tied in, and if you read Killing the Legends, you'll see that, you know, be careful what you wish for. Being famous can be a horror. I'm famous. And I, I got ambushed all different ways early on, and I finally wised up. And I got a good family, and I got good support people. But it still was very difficult to deal with. Bill O'Reilly is our guest here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. Bill Jason Hammer here. One of your previous books was called Killing the Killers, where you went into detail about how the United States uh, killed some of the most despicable people on the planet, these terrorists. Would you consider Victor Bout to be a terrorist? And what were your thoughts when you saw that trade with Brittany Griner? Absolutely, number one. Killing the Killers is my best reported book. It was unbelievable. And, and that, it's a great that's, book. that's on the Barnes & Noble list this week. You can imagine wow, that. Still. You know, that came out in May, and then so we got two on the list. But that's my best reported book. So you ask a very interesting question that most people have no blanking clue about. So Biden had no leverage with Putin. Putin wanted to embarrass Biden, and he said, look, the only deal I'm going to make is uh, your basketball player for the big arms dealer. Okay, that's it. I'm not giving you the ex-Marine uh, from Michigan. You're not getting him. You want the deal. I'll make the deal. And what would Biden do? Biden's got no sway over him at all, none. It's not like Trump, where Putin feared Trump. And so did she. They don't fear Biden. So Biden took the deal. So this guy, uh, this arms dealer, he'd been in custody since 2008. The CIA picked him up in Thailand. So he's been punished to the tune of 14 years. Horrendous man. Horrible, uh, disgusting, despicable, vile, whatever adjective you want to apply. But he's now back in Russia. All... Biden has to do, and he doesn't have to do it publicly, is designate that guy a terrorist, and they can wax him anytime they want, they being uh, the American military, just like they did to Soleimani, and that's a big part of killing the killers. So say this guy leaves Russia. I mean, the moment he steps out of Russian soil, because if you hit him there, it might be an act of war, but you hit him someplace else, he's vapor. Okay, if Biden does that. So that's what I said. I would have made the deal for our president. And then immediately after the deal, I would have signed a paper, handed it over to the CIA and say, you watch this guy. This guy comes out of Russia. He's toast. Bill, when you look at what's taken place in our country the last two years, whether it's the debacle at the border, whether it's the fentanyl coming across, the crime, the inflation, the supply chain issues, and then you saw that the Republicans lost seats in the Senate during the midterm election. What did you think about that? Well, actually, I've been giving it a lot of thought because I was surprised, like everybody else. I thought the American people would say, look, you know, the economy's a mess. Biden caused it. The border's a mess. Um, we don't have any respect overseas with our adversaries, so let's make a change, right? I would thought that was going to happen, but it didn't. So... I thought about it for a month, and I finally last night came up with the reason why the midterms did not go into the GOP's territory. We live in a country now of two tribes 
The first tribe buys into the American dream, buys into the capitalistic system, buys into you obey the law, um, you be a good citizen, they buy homes, they invest their money in stocks and bonds, they have a stake in it, in America, traditional America. That is the first tribe. The second tribe does not. They don't own property, they rent. They don't invest, they live week to week mostly poorly educated. They are dependent on the government, and they know that one party is going to give them a lot more than the other party. Give them. So it doesn't really matter about inflation or anything like that. They're voting basically entitlements, and, and it hooks onto the border. If you can flood into the United States 15 million people, and, and already 6 million are here since Biden was inaugurated, okay, who have no ties to traditional America at all. They have no ties. They don't understand the country. They don't know how we got to where we are. They don't understand anything. Most of those people are going to need help from the government. So where do you think they're going to vote? Mm. So it's the two tribes and the second tribe, with no investment into the system that we have, they're rising fast, primarily because of the collapse of the public education system here. That kids don't know anything, they get out of school, and they can't compete. And, Bill, so even in some of these it. swing states, though, like some of these swing states, let's talk about Pennsylvania, which is a little bit more blue than red. But when it came to the Senate race, the voters chose to go with the stroke victim who, when he does his speeches, says, hello, good night, everybody, compared to Dr. Oz. Was this a matter of that division breakdown that you're talking about? Or is this a GOP leadership problem? They're not putting up candidates that can beat these very vulnerable de Democrats. Both. Oz was a bad candidate. Yeah. Didn't connect to the Pennsylvanians at all. Kind of looked like Bella Lugosi out there, lives in New Jersey. I mean, come on. Um, a homegrown, articulate Republican, I think, would have beaten Fetterman. But the reason Fetterman won was Philadelphia, particularly South Philadelphia, where you have a, uh, a large voting block, like we have here in New York City where I am, that will always vote Democrat, always, because they're in tribe too. And they need help. They need assistance. They want the government to give them stuff. So they came out en masse for Fetterman, and that put them over the top. Bill O'Reilly from BillOReilly.com here on the Hammer and Nigel Show, best-selling author. And I do want to talk about Twitter, the email dump, and the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story, what exactly that means moving forward. More with Bill O'Reilly coming up, 93 WIBC.